Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered, Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Okay, so today is the sixth episode. Like, can you guys believe it? Six weeks in. Very cool. I'm really excited about this. And and I'm actually so stoked about the feedback that I've received from all you guys. Like, I love all your comments on Instagram. And most of all, I love how we're all connecting and becoming this, like, family. It's amazing. <laughs> So if this is your first um, time listening, this is your first episode, then welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you've been listening from the start, I can only assume that you completely love the podcast. (laughs) So I'm putting a big ask out there. Apparently, iTunes gives you eight weeks to get as many reviews as possible in order to qualify for the new and noteworthy distinction. So if you like the show, I would love for you to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. You don't have to do it right now, but I will uh, remind you at the end of the podcast and then you can go and do it then. (laughs) I really appreciate all you guys listening and taking the time to review would mean the world to me. So enough of that. On to the good stuff. Uh, So today my plan was to talk about adversity and overcoming it and overcoming challenges you face in life and how to let go of outcomes, whether they're negative or positive. This is because I was planning on talking about the marathon that I just ran like a week and a half ago in Philadelphia. And I want to share some stories from that race and I don't know, some of you guys may have seen on Instagram that it didn't really go so well for me. I missed a personal best. I trained and trained for months and it it basically was not the race that I wanted it to be. And I didn't reach my goals, which sucked. (laughs) However, I'm not really in a good place to talk about the race yet. The topic, the lessons, the stories just don't resonate with me in this moment. I... I honestly, I, I haven't let go of the outcome yet, but I'm close. So I'm going to save it and maybe come back to this topic another time. What does resonate with me in this moment is being true to my authentic self. And this topic came up because when I sat down to record the podcast about adversity, my instinct just sort of said, like, don't do it. And then I realized that no. I wouldn't be speaking from a place of authenticity because with that subject matter, I need to let go of the emotions around it. I need to learn a little longer (laughs) before I can speak my truth about it. So here we go. Today, I want to talk about the authentic self. So what is the authentic self? What does it mean to live an authentic life and be true to your authenticity? Be true to yourself and true to your word. 
and this is all according to me, obviously. <laughs> and first of all, I'm not just going to start throwing this word around. I know that the term is pretty popular right now and there is sort of a movement behind it, which is great. But my goal for today is to simply share my beliefs about what the authentic self is and how I began to live my life honoring it. Okay, so let's talk about that. What is the authentic self? So, okay, for me, the authentic self, and I'll say it straight up, is the energy that is life within us. It's the energy in our bodies that gives us life. So let me explain. Um, now, at first, even after reading books and, you know, trying to learn more about myself and putting these things into practice, I found that it was really challenging for me to understand and connect with this part of my being. And I'll tell you why. So so back when I decided to embark on the journey of self-discovery, and that was about seven years or so ago, my Yoda, otherwise known as Adele Stratton, would always talk about the self, and I'm using air quotes, quotations, the self, is comprised of the body, the ego, and the inner self, which is also the authentic self to me, okay? And I know I've spoken about this before, and trust me, I'll talk about it more often than not, but why I'm reminding you of this is because those three things have taught me a lot about life in some of the most deep and meaningful ways. So to understand who the authentic self truly is, in my opinion, is to also understand and acknowledge the body and the ego. We are all of those things. And I found it super valuable to understand and break them all down a little bit further in order to connect to them individually and as a whole. So let me ask you something. Now, this is obviously a rhetorical question, but I, I guess you can say your answer out loud if you want or in your head. It actually doesn't really matter what your answers are, but let's do a little pop quiz in regards to these three elements of the self. Now, I'm only asking you these to start to maybe bring awareness to your perspective and then maybe shed some light on the process in which I took to change my own perspective around it. So, so okay, here we go. Pop quiz, question number one, who are you? <laughs> so finish this sentence, I am blank. And while you're thinking about that, I'm gonna tell you the answers that I gave back then when I was first asked this question. I said something like, I'm a woman, a skier, a coach, a daughter, sister, a friend, a teammate, a runner, a wife, you name it, I was it. I had this like giant list. I was all the things, I was all of those things, okay? So now, was I wrong? Well, yes and no. So since then, I've learned that these are the labels that live within the body of the ego. And because I lived in this sort of closed box or, or a bubble, you could say, or, or I should say that I had very little awareness, I also believed I was the thoughts in my brain. So that was it. So I was the thoughts. So whatever I was thinking at the time, that was me. Any of the thoughts. <laughs> Anything and everything I was thinking I was. <laughs> However, over time and with awareness and practicing awareness of thought, I discovered a new perspective about what is actually going on in my mind. 
now when I ask who is my mind, I am aware that it is the ego in there talking. The ego is all the things I have learned about the world and fitting into society and playing by the rules. It's all the labels. It's the beliefs. It's all the I am's. It is my beliefs. It's the voice in my head. It is the thinking. So 99% of the time I'm thinking, I'm living in the body of the ego. And this may or may not even make sense right now, but hopefully I can shed some more light on it. <laughs> I also want to add that this is neither a good thing or a bad thing. It just is. Okay, so I'm not saying that the voice in the head or the ego is bad. I'm it is not bad, it is not good, it just is. But it's funny because when I created that list of all the things I was, I was sort of hurt to find out that it was my ego. Like my ego was hurt because all of a sudden it might be wrong about who I am. And when your ego is challenged, the judge and the victim comes out immediately <laughs> it, like it would like I would go into fight or flight mode or pity mode right away at the thought of being wrong like interesting hey <laughs> anyways okay moving on moving on question number two do you believe you are your body is your body you well yes my body is me I move it around, I make it do what I want, I feed it, I take care of it. It's a physical being that's 100% me. Those are my toes, these are my hands, this is my face, this is me. So if you believe the same things that I did, then what would happen if for some godforsaken reason you lost your arm or even your leg? Is that me? Is that leg me? Well, then I started to really question myself. I'm like, am I my body? Huh. So maybe I'm not my body. Well, no, you are your body. My body is the vessel that gives me life. You are your body, but you're just not only your body. So do you see where this is going? See where this is going, guys? <laughs> okay, last question. Question number three. When you are thinking or talking to yourself in your head, is that you? Is the voice you? Well, absolutely that is me. And that goes back to question number one, who am I? So if that voice is me, then who is the one listening? Now, after all the things I've learned, all the books I've read, all the practices I've practiced, that was the single most impactful question that led me to understand who my authentic self really was. Who is the one listening. Oh my gosh, okay. That is your authentic self. That is your true essence. So the one who is listening. The authentic self is your truth. It is truth. It is silent. It is the energy that moves your body, the energy that gives you life. It is your instinct to live and enjoy and grow and love. So after becoming aware of this and feeling and distinguishing these three elements of the self, I finally started to understand what the hell was going on. And this shift allowed me to honor myself in a completely different way. Now, knowing all of this is just the beginning, right? <laughs> but why does any of it even matter? 
Well, that's a good question and one that's very intimate and maybe very personal to each and every one of us. I don't know the answer as it pertains to you. I only know the answer for me and it matters because at the time I was very unhappy in my life. I needed to shift. I needed a change. I kept asking myself, why is everything so hard? Why does everything, why does it have to be this way? What is the point of living in hell on earth? How can I change all of this? I felt so much pressure to be something that I was not. And that was hard to maintain. I was putting everyone around me first. All of my beliefs about who I am were weighing me down. And when I was able to recognize that who I am wasn't actually true, and that is simply a combination of what I've learned and who I've learned it from, gave me this sense of peace. It gave me a starting point. Okay, so I can change my beliefs and therefore change my thoughts. That was when I started with the practice of awareness. And if you haven't listened to my episode on awareness, it's the first one actually. I suggest you go listen to it. Awareness of thought is step one. And it's also a great episode and we'll certainly fill in some potential blanks here. So anyways, awareness of thought led me to understand that the tyrant in my mind, otherwise known as the ego, will fight to the death to be right. You know that saying, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? (laughs) Well, I'm pretty darn sure that it's directed at the ego versus the authentic self, right? So my thoughts at the time were manipulating me. In any given situation, I could hear my thoughts switching from the judge to the victim, like instantly, back and forth, back and forth until I felt right about it or until I won the conversation or perceived that I had won. Like even in the moments of perceived loss, my ego would just like justify until I was settled. Like it would just talk and talk until I felt settled about the situation. But then one day after practicing and practicing awareness, I could see that it was not me talking. I sort of like stepped outside my body and finally started to listen to the voice as if it was a voice of another. Like, hmm. Now, this wasn't like an all the time kind of thing. It started with like these little brief, tiny little moments of enlightenment where I was like, oh shit. What am I doing? What am I thinking? (laughs) And what started happening was these moments, however brief they were, like snapped me out of the ego and my inner self, the one that's listening to all the bullshit all the time, started to stand up and make a bigger and bigger presence in my life. Now, I just want to go back here a second because now that I'm going to start getting into the meat of why I started to honor my authentic self, I just want to remind you of what I believe this is. Um, Like at the beginning of the episode, I shared my belief that the authentic self is the energy that is life. It is the source. It is the truth. It is our truth. Some people refer to this energy as God, as the spirit, as pure love, as the divine. So why not honor this part of us? Why does the ego bury the inner voice or bury our true essence? Well, It's because, and this is my belief about it, it's because the ego is what we know. 
it's everything we know and that is what we were taught to do. So what does honoring our authentic self even look like? <laughs> Where do we start? Well, for me, it started by recognizing when the authentic self piped up. Now, you may remember the story I told in that first podcast about how I looked in the mirror and heard the voice say, help me, when I was drowning. And I finally heard the message loud and clear from my authentic self crying out. Well, yeah, that was epic. And that simple message was all I needed to make the most colossal shift in my life. So for me, that is exactly what it looks like. When I'm present and aware, and even to be honest, sometimes when I'm not present and aware, most of the time my inner voice only says one word, like a yes or a no. Sometimes it says, don't do it. (laughs) Go for it. Pay attention. Sometimes the voice is loud and clear, and sometimes it's more of like a feeling, like following my instincts. It's that chill down your spine or that red flag waving in front of your face. It's like a visual or even that look of pure love and excitement when you're looking into the eyes of a person that you love, that sparkle. The voice of authenticity, the voice of the authentic self is not a discussion. It's never a discussion. It doesn't need to explain itself. It just is what it is. It is truth. It is your truth. And it does not care about anything else. Okay? It doesn't care about your wardrobe or your promotion at work or, you know, your relationship. It does not care. That is who you are. That is your true essence. And It's amazing how much better life can become when you trust in your ability to follow your instincts. And this goes for all decisions in life, whether they're big or small. And what I've learned is that no matter what decision needs to be made, the authentic self, or should I say your truth, is is silent. The truth just is. It doesn't need an explanation or justification or validation. It just is. It is the ego that is the talker. The voice of everything you know talks and talks and talks. And that's not your your true inner self. It is the truths of the world. It is the belief of the world. What you've agreed to believe from the moment you were born, whatever that situation may be. So there will be times during this process that a situation will come up and you will listen to your instincts and then your ego pipes up and starts to make you feel guilty. (laughs) It will make you justify changing your mind. So it starts this whole manipulation process. And if you're well-practiced and aware and you can stick to your guns guilt-free, great. You can continue on your path. If and when the ego wins, let's just say, excuse me, that is also okay. It's, it's not that you're a weak person or a bad person at all. It just means that, you know, this is the stage you're at. This is where you are. Maybe you need to learn a little bit more. You need more time. You need to heal something. Maybe you need a little bit more love in that particular area of your life. Or maybe you don't need anything at all. It just, it just is. So 
half the time, you know, you may not even be aware that this is happening. You might just be conditioned to react a certain way to a certain situation time and time again, and that situation may never change, which is fine. For example, like if you if you have feelings of unworthiness or doubt about something in your life, be it your job or your relationships or even what you should wear to the party. <laughs> and for the record, that is a personal example for me. Um, then your chances of changing the pattern in which you operate are far less likely if you aren't aware that you're conditioned to have those feelings. However, when you start to catch yourself and make decisions based on your highest good, then things start to get really fun. For me, I started to attract things that serve my highest good, you know, people, opportunity, abundance, self-worth. My choices started to change. I started to honor my body, honor my mind, honor my ego. <laughs> Funny, it, it's a huge part of me and who I am. I started basing my choices on love for myself because I know that my authentic self is love. It is light. I even started to speak differently to people. And this is interesting. Like I used to complain all the time about my life. But now I'm finding that that happens less and less because complaining doesn't serve me. I also don't always feel comfortable gossiping all the time. Notice that I said always. <laughs> Because it's not like I never gossip, okay? I, I admit, I, I do it from time to time, but the pleasure of it has changed. It's, it's changing. And it's interesting because putting these things into practice has made subtle yet profound changes in my life. For example, people in my life who are constantly in a state of drama have just sort of like drifted away. I, I didn't need to be drawn into their drama anymore um, get sucked in. I didn't, I don't need to fix them. I just need to continue to look inward and take a breath and tap into my own authenticity. And guess what? I started to become an authentic person. What a coincidence. <laughs> I, I, I started to just be myself, not the version that I thought people expected of me, just me. I, I'm no longer afraid to put myself out there and be my goofy self and laugh at myself and laugh at life. And people comment and say I'm refreshing and a joy to connect to. And that's because I'm not trying to be anyone or anything but me. And you know, what you see is what you get. So making that connection, listening to my inner voice, my authentic self, and then honoring it shows all the people in my life my true colors. Okay, so here's an interesting example of what I'm talking about. So you know, you know when you see someone and they ask, hey, how are you? And you say, I'm great. But really inside you feel like a bag of shit and you're having the worst day ever. Okay, so why the hell are you saying you're great? It's funny how we lie about even the most simple of questions. It's That's the conditioning. That's what I mean. You don't even know you're doing it. Now, for the record, I'm completely guilty of doing this like all the time. But then I catch myself and I ask, like, what is it in me that made me lie about how I'm feeling? Like, 
Is it because I don't want to appear to be something that I'm not? Well, yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. When I tell someone I'm doing great, when I feel like hell. <laughs> so how does one change that pattern? Well, now I'm finding myself saying things like, I have had better days, <laughs> or uh, I'm working on some stuff and I know I'll be great soon. Or I say, meh. <laughs> like sometimes people ask me how I'm doing and I'm like, meh. <laughs> because that that's true to me. I am speaking my truth. Um, I, I, I used to care so much about what other people thought of me. And it used to drive me crazy with worry that someone wouldn't like me or wouldn't think I was pretty or funny or whatever. But now it just, everything has changed. Like, I don't really care anymore because their opinion has absolutely nothing to do with me. It has to do with them and what they've learned and their own programming about the world. I get that. I see that. I am aware that I am in line with my true self and it feels phenomenal. Now, my best friend, Amber, and I have had this discussion many times and I, and I love this. This is a really cool thing that we've talked about. And what we've talked about are situations where we don't want to commit to do something or say something that we don't mean because that would not be true to our inner self. To truly live your life as an authentic being, you need to be true to your word. In other words, you're responsible 100% of the time for what you say and what you do. Now, I'm very fortunate to be uh, surrounded by beautiful, like-minded friends who I trust and I can be my authentic self with. I get it. In fact, they get it. Um, there was a situation very recently, like two weeks ago, where I was about to go into business with two of my very close friends. I had to make a big decision on a potentially huge, lucrative business endeavor. But no matter how many times I tried to convince myself that this was a great idea, my instinct just kept saying, don't do it. So I said no to the project. I said no because I didn't feel like it was in my best interest and I had to follow my gut. My gut is always right. And to go against that would not be true to myself. So we're talking like something that could potentially be very lucrative, very fun, a very fun project, but I said no. Now, there was a part of me that was terrified that my girlfriends would hate me <laughs> because in one way or another, I was putting them in a difficult position too. But nope, we had dinner the next day, had a blast, and Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and these are the types of people I wanna continue to attract into my life because I want realness. And in turn, I want people to feel like they can trust that I will not judge them or victimize them and that we're all the same. Like what they are, who they feel they are, has nothing to do with me. And therefore, we can connect, have a time, and then go our separate ways only to reconnect later. <laughs> However, in the spirit of speaking my truth, I must say that I do not believe myself to be some sort of guru here or enlightened being. <laughs> I mean, I have brief moments of this. I, I have brief, sometimes a little bit longer than brief moments where I'm like, oh, 
Like the aha moments are super clear, but I, I often forget. I have to continuously relearn and relearn. I find myself in a great space most of the time, but sometimes I'm in a darker place. And those are the times where I need to look inside and heal the wounds inside of me. I actually need to honor those darker days, those bad decisions, and hopefully learn from them, which I don't always do. I don't always get it. I don't always learn the lesson. That's also totally okay. <laughs> Honestly, some days these messages are so clear and other days I'm just like, fuck, I'm out of alignment and I'm not connected. And sorry, I just swore there. <laughs> I'm making bad decisions. <laughs> like if you read the most recent post that I posted on Instagram, I talk about how I've been way too busy for my own good. <laughs> my my true self said, slow down. So I cleared my schedule for two days and stayed in my PJs and watched Netflix and caught up on stupid house chores and drank wine and just sat in stillness alone with myself. It was so refreshing and genuine and perfect, but that's what I needed to do. Like I recognize that, you know, financially it might not have been like people might think financially for me to take two days off might not have been the best decision or to not spend time with my family, like might not be the best decision, but, but that's not how I felt for me. This is what I needed to do. I needed to fill the space with the things and people that don't consume my energy. I just, I needed to recharge and I was able to do that because of my awareness and my connection to my inner self and I feel that I have so much more to learn here after all this I still resist things like meditation you know in the traditional ways and I still resist change my Yoda has invited me to countless mindfulness meditations and I always decline I I have something more important to do or I just straight up don't go because as she says I'm afraid of what I might find out about myself. And this is true, I am afraid, I resist change. It personally takes a lot for me to try something different, believe it or not. For me, meditating and connecting to my inner self happens when I practice yoga, when I'm running. It happens most often when I'm running and all I can hear and feel is the sound of my feet hitting the pavement, like and the beat of my heart is like in perfect unison with my breath and my mind's completely clear and I just get into the zone and some days it's like a symphony and my mind is quiet I just feel this perfect balance within my body now in the mornings I I, off, I also take 20 to 30 minutes to stretch and roll on my yoga mat and focus on my breathing and at present, I feel like this is how I connect to my inner self and how I silence the will of the world. <laughs> and I, I, cher I cherish these moments, even if it's for one frickin' minute of the day where I can be still, I cherish and appreciate that one frickin' minute because it's more than zero minutes. <laughs> so, you know, my favorite author, is by far Don Miguel Ruiz. I'm gonna change the subject here. Don Miguel Ruiz. He has written so many things that resonate with me and recently I read something he wrote and it was completely 
like epic. So I want to share it with you. Now, I'm paraphrasing here. So Don Miguel Ruiz, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> okay, so basically what he tells you to do is, okay, so where, wherever you are right now, whether you're sitting, whether you're in the car, whether you're running, whatever, standing, walking, whatever. Whatever you're doing, I want you to focus your attention on your lungs. So take a deep breath. Fill your lungs with air and now let it go. Notice the connection of love between your lungs and the air that fills them. Feel the pleasure when your lungs expand to fulfill the greatest need of the human body, the breath. Take another deep breath, let it go, and feel the pleasure again. Just to breathe is enough for us to always enjoy life. Wow, just to breathe. Observing the breath serves the body, our inner self, and quiets the ego such a powerful exercise and one I love practicing. I need to do it more. I want to do it more. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode by suggesting a book by none other than Don Miguel Ruiz, and it's called The Voice of Knowledge. This book explains the ego and what we know in a way that resonates with me. It also explains the inner self and how to recognize it within you. Um, and this book resonates with me. It, it, it's, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, and I hope that it would resonate with you too. Again, the book's called The Voice of Knowledge and it's written by Don Miguel Ruiz. Now, I feel like I can go on and on and on about this topic, but instead I want to revisit that first question I asked you guys as it relates to me today. So who am I? <laughs> today, the answer is I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't know the answer. I am light. I am love. I am energy. I'm not a label. I... I have no idea and I'm perfectly happy with that. <laughs> Everything I know is just sort of complete bullshit. <laughs> I am truth. I am a being that is learning and is guided by my instincts. I And not knowing or labeling myself is so beautiful. I, I am just me. This is me. I am living out loud and this makes me so happy. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening. And again, I would love for you all to go to Apple Podcasts, it's iTunes, and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. I have two weeks left to get as many reviews as possible for new and noteworthy, and I truly need your help here. <laughs> I want to thank you in advance for your time and all the support you guys have given me during this process. In addition, please feel free to continue to DM me on my Instagram account at Elisa Curry Lowitz and or comment on my website www.elisaunfiltered.com. Have a lovely day everyone. Until next time.